It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Jackson Gatlin here, host of the Monday edition Locked On NBA podcast. Every Monday, I cover the three biggest stories in the NBA with the local experts from Locked On. It's an awesome recap of the weekend of the NBA and a look at what's ahead. Mark your calendars on Monday to join me for Locked On NBA podcast, available on YouTube and wherever you get your podcasts. You are Locked On Magic, your daily Orlando magic podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. And you are indeed a Locked On Magic. Today is January 28th, 2021. My name is Philip Rossmike. I'm the expert insight editor over at OrlandoMagicDaily.com. You can follow me on Twitter at philiprr underscore omd. On today's episode of Locked On Magic, we'll break down the Magic's disappointing and frustrating effort against the Sacramento Kings, a 121-107 to loss. We'll also talk a little bit about why the Magic are getting off to such slow starts and what effect that is having on the team and why it finally burned them against the Kings. We'll get to all that coming up here in just a moment. But before we do any of that, I do want to remind you all that you can check out all the great podcasts on the Locked On Podcast Network by searching Gravity Download Podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for. Just like this podcast here covering the Orlando Magic with excruciating detail, there's podcasts covering every single team in the NBA with the same level of care and detail that you can only find from a local expert who knows their team best. Want the lowdown on the Sacramento Kings? Check out Locked On Kings. Want to look ahead maybe to Super Bowl 55? Go check out our friends at Locked On Bucks. No matter what your team is, whether it's in the NBA, NFL, NHL, MLB, or College 2, there is a Locked On podcast for you. To search wherever you download podcasts for Locked On and the team you're looking for, the Locked On Podcast Network, it's your team every day. The final score of this game, is it going to depict how poorly the Magic played? It isn't going to depict how disorganized they looked, and how frustrating the effort was. At a time when it feels like the Magic should be turning a corner and should be playing their best basketball, when it looked like they were finally putting a lot of pieces together, they had both a come-back-to-earth moment and something of an identity crisis or, or just a game that was just so full of inconsistencies that it's both hard to say that this is who the Magic are because of what they've built over the last two years, something we've talked about on the show before, but also something that's become disquietingly familiar. Orlando put themselves in a hole early, trailing 20-9 to nine and, and trailing by 9 at the end of the first quarter. And they were digging themselves out the entire rest of the way. And that'd be one thing. That'd be okay. The Magic have done that before. It's not ideal, which we'll talk about here coming up. But the Magic have been able to dig themselves out of holes and dig themselves out of rough starts and, bat and, and deep deficits plenty of times this season. As Steve Clifford said, says so often, double-digit leads in this league are pretty meaningless. Yet, the Magic didn't do that. The Magic didn't string together enough stops to get back into the game. They didn't score super consistently. They didn't look super organized on either end of the floor. This game wasn't a blowout like losses to the Boston Celtics or Houston Rockets or even to the Philadelphia 76ers way back when. This game wasn't a complete disaster. The Magic had pockets where they looked really good and they had play, and, and, and the question wasn't necessarily about effort all the time. But the Magic didn't do the things they have to do to win. 
They didn't defend well at all. The Kings just scored at will, moving the ball, getting open threes, and getting into the paint, pulling the Magic's defense apart thread by thread. And as Ken Burch said after the game, we're not playing Orlando Magic defense, and we haven't played it in a while. That's the most salient and important statement that could come out of this game. We're not playing Orlando Magic defense, and we haven't played it for a while. The Magic entering the game were 19th in the league in defensive rating. As Steve Clifford has said, that will not get the job done. If the Magic are going to be the team they must be to accomplish their goals, that will not get the job done. Efforts like Wednesday will not get the job done. The only guy that seemed to be playing with any kind of intensity for the majority of his time on the floor was Ken Birch. Nikola Vucevic and Evan Fournier certainly got there in the third, in the second half and played a lot better as the game went on. But again, they can't do it alone. The Magic are not good enough to play a, a B or B- minus or C-plus effort and win against anybody. Against the worst defense in the league, granted, they had five days to prep for this game thanks to cancellations, to, uh, cancellations of their first two games on this road trip against the Memphis Grizzlies or postponements because of their because of uh, health and safety guidelines against the Memphis Grizzlies. The Kings were able to get their defense right, and they played with the energy and effort that you would expect from a team that hadn't played in a long time. As I noted in my things to watch on OrlandoMagicDaily.com, the Magic needed to put the hammer down early. They needed to set the tone early. And it said the Kings did that, and they did not let up. The Kings did not stop. And the Magic paid the price. Buddy Heald hit seven of the Kings' 14 threes. The Kings passed the ball, again, incredibly well, recording 30 assists on their 45 field goals, including 10 from De'Aaron Fox despite a poor shooting game at 4 for 17. The Magic largely kept De'Aaron Fox off the basket, off the board, but still couldn't close him down. They couldn't corral rebounds. 12 off- twelve rebounds total for Rashawn Holmes and Marvin Bagley. 13 offensive rebounds between them. 13 of the Kings' 17 offensive rebounds. The Kings got 25 fast break points. Orlando wasn't getting back. They weren't organized defensively. And everything starts there. And as the Magic struggled to hit shots, shooting a little bit better than 30% in the first half, their defense went away too. Again, both because of transition and because, yeah, the effort wasn't there. The attention to detail wasn't there. It's been this way for a long time for the Magic. Their margin for error is tiny, infinitesimally small. They cannot make mistakes. They can't have their best players playing average games. Which they didn't, which which Evan Fournier and Nicole Vucic certainly didn't, but Aaron Gordon did. Steve Clifford said it after the game, our margin for error is so small, we need all nine guys to play well. You can't have five guys playing well and four not to win these games, even against teams like the Kings. And frankly, again, this is no offense to the Sacramento Kings. They played a great game. They took it to the Magic. They deserve this win. And frankly, they deserve to win by more. If the Kings were a better team, this would have been a 25-point loss. Because the Magic trailed by 15 at the half and never threatened the lead. The Magic got as close as 11 late in the fourth quarter. Sure, there was fight. 
and I'm not going to say that the Magic were completely poor all night. The Magic fought. They were grinding. They were trying to find their way. But they weren't executing. Fight without direction is meaningless. Fight needs direction. Fight needs execution. Fight needs organization. And none of it was there. This is a game where the Magic were hurting for experienced point guard play. Cole Anthony was better passing, and, and the Magic, I think, are, are starting to expand his kind of playmaking and organizational role. Cole Anthony with six assists in this game. But Orlando looked lost offensively. They weren't able to get into their sets. And once the Sacramento, once Sacramento kind of blew up the initial set, it, the, the team just couldn't improvise. Aaron Gordon, I thought, honestly, had his worst game as the kind of lead ball handler, as the initiator on offense since he had from the very beginnings of this experiment. The Magic cannot get Michael Carter-Williams back soon enough, and he may play Friday. He was in uniform on the active roster, but was not available to play in this game. Steve Clifford said before the game that he is possible to return Friday against the LA Clippers, and the Magic really could use him. Like, desperately could use him. Because just a veteran who will give, who will organize a team offensively, and yeah, give them a little bit of defensive edge again, would go so far to solve a lot of the team's inconsistencies and problems. But again, it's hard to say much. The Magic were never in this game. They had some decent moments early on, but quickly they gave up that lead, and quickly they were fighting uphill. And they were never catching the Kings. They didn't allow themselves to. So Sacramento deserves a ton of credit for the way they played. They executed, they made the shots, they took it to the Magic. They played with the energy and focus that they needed to win. The Magic are still making a lot of mistakes that they know they can fix. Offensive rebounds is about effort and execution. It's about you know fighting to get to your spots. The Kings were first to so many balls. And while offensive rebounding was a big reason why the Magic were able to stay in the game early on, the Kings picking up several offensive rebounds late in the second quarter turned a, a six or eight point game, a, a manageable deficit, into a 15 point halftime deficit the Magic were not recovering from. The Magic's lack of organization on defense, especially in transition defense, led to open threes and easy drives to the basket. There's a lot of finger pointing going on. We've seen these breakdowns over and over and over again. The Magic have been imprecise defensively for a long time. And that's why they're losing these games. That's why they lost this game. The Sacramento Kings took care of business. They were the aggressors. They were the winners. And the Magic are back picking up the pieces, trying to figure out how to regain momentum. And frankly, how to regain their identity at a critical point of the season when the Magic have to get wins. Luckily, the Eastern Conference is forgiving. Magic are not out of the race by any means. They have time to figure this stuff out. But that time is going to run out very, very quickly. The Magic need to be better at this point of the season. The Magic need to be a lot better at this point of the season. We'll run through the final box score here coming up in just a moment. But first, here in Central Florida, it is impossible to go anywhere without your car. It's just the public transportation is not particularly good. And so taking care of your car is one of the biggest things and biggest responsibilities that you have. If you're someone that wants to take care of your car yourself, you got to check out rockauto.com. They're a family business 
serving auto parts customers online for the last 20 years. Go to rockauto.com to shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. They have everything from engine control modules and brake parts to tail lamps, motor oil, and even new carpet. Whether it's for your classic or daily driver, get everything you need in a few easy clicks delivered directly to your door. The rockauto.com catalog is unique and remarkably easy to navigate so you can quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, prices at rockauto.com are always reliably low and the same for professionals and do-it-yourselfers. Why spend up to twice as much for the same parts? Go to rockauto.com right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck right locked on in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know we sent you amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. Just go to Indeed.com slash podcast right now and support our show by saying you heard about Indeed on this podcast. Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire. You need Indeed. We're covering everything you need to know about the Orlando Magic, but what about the rest of sports? Now the Locked On Podcast Network has you covered there as well with Locked On Today. It's hosted by the great Peter Bukowski, and it's all the sports news you need every morning in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to the Locked On Today podcast wherever you get podcasts today. Let's run through the final box score for the Orlando Magic uh, as they fall to the Sacramento Kings 121-107. to uh, It starts with Nikola Vucevic, 26 points. 11 for 18 shooting, 9 rebounds. You know, just a typical Nikola Vucevic game. He got his numbers. Um, but honestly, I, I have to say I'm disappointed with Vucevic in this game. Uh, he only had one turnover, which I was surprised by um, because I thought he got out physical in this game. I thought, you know, when he was going up against Marvin Bagley, he had his way with Marvin Bagley. But when they put Rashawn Holmes on him, he really struggled to deal with Rashawn Holmes' physicality. I thought Holmes did a good job pushing him off his spots, kind of making it uncomfortable for him and really gumming up the Magic's offense whenever they tried to run through him and, and denying him the ball so that Vucevic couldn't be as big of a factor as he needed to be in this game. Um, the Magic were able to get him his shots, you know, so don't worry about that. But even defensively, I, I thought Vucevic did a good job kind of stepping up uh, for the most part to, to deter especially Darren Fox at the rim. And I think that's a positive sign that we're seeing you know, a guy like Fox really struggled in this game, but again, no one came in to rebound behind him. He's not a second jump guy. He's got his one. He's got one jump and one contested him, and then he's out of position to rebound. Um, so the rebounding was definitely a problem for him and for the Magic in general. Uh, but it, honestly, like, it's not that Vucevic is playing poorly. He's not. Um, you know, I, I, I want to make that clear. It's the Magic need him to be their star. And, and, and it's something we've obsessed with a lot on this show. It's something I've obsessed and thought a lot about when it comes to Vucevic and when it comes to what, what being a star means. And, and what that means is you've got to be the one to lift the team up. Um, you know, and I think Vucevic understands that responsibility and figuring out how to play that way is, is definitely difficult. Um, you know, he's getting his numbers. He's putting up all-star numbers. We're not, I, I think that he deserves consideration for the all-star team, which voting will begin Thursday. Um, on NBA.com, on the NBA app, and on Twitter as well. Um, he deserves consideration for the All-Star team. I, I hope that he gets in. I hope that the coaches vote him vote him in because the player, the, the fans certainly are not going to do that. Um, but, but it's, and it's going to be tough now with the way Bam Adebayo is playing, to be perfectly honest, but we'll see, we'll see what happens. Um, but 
he's got to do more. Um, you know, again, let's Bam Adebayo is a perfect example. Bam Adebayo is making plays elsewhere beyond his scoring to 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 affect games, and it does feel like sometimes Vucevic becomes a little invisible, and the Magic go away from him, and the Magic have got to find a way to keep him involved and get him shot opportunities, and sometimes Vucevic has got to demand the ball, and I think that's against his nature. Um, 18 shots in this game. I led the team in shooting. I'm not going to be upset that he took 18 shots. He needed to be more involved. Um, it didn't feel like he was... When the, Magic, when the Magic's offense was working, it was going through him. So in a game where the Magic's offense kind of struggled to go at some t- at points, Vucevic needed to just kind of be able to break the play and say, this is what we're running. Uh, and I think that kind of improvisation is honestly the thing the Magic are missing a ton right now. Evan Fournier also had a really nice game. 25 points, 7 for 15, shooting 3 for 8 from beyond... The arc, 8-for-8 eight eight from the foul line. Four assists as well for him, and three blocks. Um, Fournier did a lot of really good things. Um, on my first watch, when I watched the game live, I thought there were a few moments where he forced shots or broke off the offense unnecessarily. Um, but overall, I mean, obviously, but Fournier's the kind of guy that you can kind of trust to do that. Um, again, we're talking about being able to improvise a little bit. Improvising into a Fournier Vucevic pick and roll is not a bad thing. I know there's a lot of fans who think that's quote-unquote buddy ball. Those are your two best offensive players. They should have the ball and they should be working together. Um, maybe the Magic need to do that a little bit more. Maybe the Magic needed to do that a little bit more in this game because no one else really had anything going. Terrence Ross got 16 points on 7 for 16 shooting, made 2 for 3 from beyond the arc. Typical Terrence Ross game, just not able to make a huge dent in the game or get heated up enough to change outcomes. Dwayne Bacon had 12 points, but on 4 for 12 shooting, he really struggled. And, um, you know, he had three steals, but Bacon. Bacon's hot or cold. These are going to be super efficient or not efficient at all. But, you know, still solid pickup. I, mean, I, I don't think you can complain too much about that from someone coming off the bench. Um, Ken Birch had probably the best game of any player on the team. Eight points, 14 rebounds, 10 offensive rebounds. His work in the first half was the only thing keeping the Magic name. The Magic's first half was as bad as they played all year. And Birch really got after it and really made things happen. Um, to, to help this team stay in the game. Uh, he deserves a lot of credit for the work that he put in. Fouled a little bit too much, but you know his job is to rebound and, and mix things up defensively, and, and I think he did that really, really well. The big bark on the game, though, Aaron Gordon. Only three points, one for nine shooting, five rebounds, five assists. Look, it's not like Marvin Bagley and Harrison Barnes are great defenders. I thought Gordon tried to post up Bagley when he should have been trying to drive past him. He tried to post. He tried to drive past Barnes when he probably should have been trying to post him up. He was just all out of sorts offensively, and you could see the shooting struggles and honestly the struggles to initiate the offense affecting his defense. This is the first time all year where I can say that I thought Aaron Gordon had a really bad defensive game. Gave up a bunch of middle drives to Harrison Barnes, um, and just I, I didn't feel like was super engaged defensively. Um, his body language was not good, and again. You know, this is why it's, you know, we, we harp on Vucevic, we harp on Fournier, we harp on Gordon, and we, we kind of grade them on a steeper curve. Those guys set the tone for this team. If they're not playing well, the Magic have no chance. And they need all three of them to play well with all the injuries the Magic are facing and everything the Magic are facing right now. They need all of them to play well. When they are not, the Magic will struggle like they did in this game. Period, full stop. I mean, again, that's... That's all there is to say about that. Um, I, I do not give Fs out lightly in my grades post. I thought Gordon was really bad in this game, and you hope that he'll bounce back a little bit on Friday against the Clippers. Again, five assists, but four turnovers, just really loose with the ball. Um, he's struggled especially 
getting the magic into their offense quickly. That was a problem against Charlotte in both games. That was certainly a problem in this game. He's got to be better and and better able to manage this team uh, really, really well if if the Magic are going to have the kind of season and and the year they want. Cole Anthony had seven points, two for nine shooting, six assists. Um, I thought Anthony... I mean, this season's going to be an education for Cole Anthony. He's going to make a ton of mistakes. This was a game where I think the Magic gave him a little bit more playmaking and a little bit more initiating responsibility. They're so largely initiating through Aaron Gordon. Um, Again, and he had such a bad game. That's a huge deal. Um... Anthony obviously didn't have the shot going, but he was moving the ball pretty well. Six assists is pretty good. I, I thought he tried some risky passes, um, and I don't mind the aggression and the gumption to try some of those riskier passes. That's 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 a sign of confidence to me. Um, but again, it's going to be reeling it back now, just keeping him in control, making sure that he's making the right reads. Game's still a little fast for him. You can see that when he's trying to finish at the rim, especially. Uh, and defensively, he got rooked a little bit. Um, you know, he is he is a rookie. Everyone's going after him, uh, and he certainly showed it. And while I think he's shown some good signs defensively, there's still some technique and anticipation that he's got to learn about this league. Orlando shoots 41.7% from the floor. Again, the Sacramento Kings have by far the worst defense in the league, but they put together two back-to-back two good defensive performances, so I don't think they can be too upset. They shoot 10 for 26 from beyond the arc, so three-point shooting comes down a bit. Only 26 three-pointers, too. Orlando does have 25 assists, which is a solid number, but they turn the ball over 14 times, which lead to about 25 Sacramento points. The Kings are led in scoring by Buddy Heald with 29 points on 7 for 12 shooting from beyond the arc. They got 20 points and 12 rebounds from Rashawn Holmes. Again, Nikola Vucevic was forced to scramble and guard a lot of penetrators and didn't really set a good line on Holmes. Pick and roll defense was a huge mess. Some of it is on Vucevic, a lot of it's on the guards, but just a really poor game defensively for the Magic. 21 points for Harrison Barnes, 16 points, 12 rebounds for Marvin Bagley, and 16 points on 4 for 17 shooting with 10 assists for De'Aaron Fox, Tyrese Halliburton off the bench with 7 points on 7 assists, but the the, the uh, Kings bench only scores 19 points, so the Magic bench did a really good job keeping the Magic in the game. It was really the starters that struggled for this Magic team and did not win the day, and that's actually been a little bit of a trend, and a trend that is a bit concerning as the Magic enter this next phase of the season. We'll talk about that coming up here in just a moment. But first, the big game is coming up next Sunday. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs coming your way, plus lots of NBA and college basketball action in the meantime. If you're trying to get in the game, there's only one place that has you covered and one place we trust, and that is betonline.ag. Sign up today for a free account at betonline.ag and use the promo code LOCKEDON for your 50% welcome bonus. No matter what sport you're trying to you're trying to bet, betonline.ag has you covered. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Get in on the action. Don't forget to use the promo code Locked On to receive a fifty percent welcome bonus with your first deposit. Bet online, your online sports book experts. Today's podcast is also brought to you by Built Bar. The improved Built Bar is even more delicious than ever, and I can tell you from experience, it is the protein bar that I wish I knew about much earlier in my life. If you're like me, you're not someone that works out pretty hard. You don't need one of those 250, 300-calorie workout bars that are meant for the meatheads that are trying to build muscle mass. You know, Maybe you are trying to build muscle mass, but if you're just a casual you know, exerciser, you're just doing it to stay active, and you just want that little boost to get you through your day and just kind of replenish your energy so you can finish up whatever you have going on, or just a snack even to get you through your day and add a little bit of protein to your diet, Built Bar has you covered. 
Comes in 18 amazing flavors, including caramel brownie. I'm eating the cookies and cream one right now. They are delicious. Bars are covered in 100% chocolate and soft and easy to chew. They're great for the health-conscious person, so you can lose or maintain weight while indulging in a delicious treat. Bars are low-calorie, most under 150 calories, low-sugar, high-protein, high-fiber, and great for keto diets. Right now, go to BuiltBar.com and use promo code LOCKEDON, and you'll get 20% off your next order. Again, use promo code LOCKEDON for 20% off at BuiltBar.com. On the Rejecting the Screen podcast, hosts Adam Stanko and Noah Kozlov are honoring Kobe's life and career with a two-part special this week. Part two is up today with more stories about Kobe's intense competitive drive, his feud with Shaquille O'Neal, and the love he had for his teammates. Subscribe to Rejecting the Screen wherever you get podcasts. You do not want to miss this show. I'm going to start by saying this. I think the Orlando Magic are playing their best five. Uh, I think that the rotations are about what they need to be. And we're dealing with a roster that is severely depleted by injury and, yes, struggling with top-end talent. Um, you know, I think, I think I sense from the, the fans that I talk to, at least, and from a vocal group of fans, there is concern about the long-term future of this team. And, and, I, and I share those concerns and share those thoughts and, 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 and thinking about these issues as much as everyone else's, but... Not every issue needs to be a long-term issue. Not every game needs to devolve into a long-term, you know, indictment of this team. There's still a lot of basketball to be played and decisions to be made when we get closer to that time in March. I think the Magic are doing all they can as far as putting players in a position to succeed. Um, you know, certainly can argue maybe Mobamba should be playing, but at this point, it's getting back players healthy. You know, getting Chumo Kiki and playing him over Gary Clark will probably help a little bit because Kiki's a little bit of a better shooter, um, even if he's not as good of a defender. Getting Michael Carter-Williams back is going to help this team. Frankly, getting Al Aminu back, I think, is going to help this team's defense tremendously. And yeah, everything is waiting for Jonathan Isaac and Markel Fultz to come back. So what we're seeing is a team that is incomplete, just trying to find their way through this season. Still... There are games to play and opportunities ahead. The Magic are 8-11, tied for 8th in the Eastern Conference. They're still in the thick of the race, even without inconsistent they're playing. And if they're going to make that leap, if they're going to be the team the Magic need to be to make the playoffs, it's going to come down to their best players. Steve Clifford has said over and over and over again throughout the last three two seasons, that in order to win in this league, your best players have to play well. He said after this very game that this is a team that has such a small margin for error, they can't afford their best players to play poorly. And so it is frustrating and it is a little bit alarming that the Orlando Magic are off to such slow starts, that they're actually one of the worst first quarter teams in the league. Among the many Steve Cliffordisms, the things that he focuses on and, and points out to, to the media during his press conferences, um, Steve Clifford has said that games are not won and lost in the fourth quarter. Many of them are often won in the first quarter with the tone you set. I prefer the golf adage. Uh, I know I quoted it earlier this week, and it still remains true. You cannot win a tournament in the first round of a golf tournament, but you can certainly lose it. 
So while, yes, there's a lot of focus on being able to finish games, the Magic certainly have to finish games better. There's a lot of issues with this team. One thing that continues to happen is they put themselves in the hole. They were trailing after the first, they were leading after the first quarter in Minnesota, but they're trailing by 10 points in the first quarter against Indiana last Friday. They were down 15 points in the first quarter to Charlotte on Monday. And once again, they were down early in this game to the Kings. In fact, when the starting unit, when the Magic began to break their lineup, the Magic were down 20 to 9 to the Sacramento Kings. They're already down 11. This is not the start the Magic want to get off to. And while this lineup that the Magic have, the starting group of Cole Anthony, Evan Fournier, James Ennis, Aaron Gordon, and Nikola Vucevic have played well. Overall, they've played well, to be perfectly honest. A plus 8.6 net rating, including a 118.3 offensive rating in 48 minutes. Over the course of an entire game of playing together, they are playing well, but not in the first quarter. In the first quarter, this group is posting a minus 23 net rating and a 136.4 defensive rating in 21 minutes together. Nearly half of the team's minutes, nearly half of this lineup's minutes together are coming in the first quarter and they are dropping the ball. They're playing so poorly, it's putting the magic behind so that they're playing catch-up the rest of the game. For a team that's so offensively challenged, I cannot tell you how much of a detriment it is that the Magic play from behind this much. That the Magic struggle to start games. I'm not going to sit here and advocate a change to the starting lineup. Although, I do think playing Michael Carter-Williams over Cole Anthony would help both players. Clearly, something works about this lineup. But perhaps it's when it's used. Not the lineup itself. Against starters, then, in the first quarter especially, it looks like this lineup really struggles. It looks like this lineup needs a little bit of time to get itself going. And then it forces the bench to pick up the pace or it forces, you know, putting Ken Burch in to change the, the dy- dynamics a little bit. It's hard to put your finger on why this team is struggling so much to start games. But the fact of the matter is the Magic struggle in the first quarter. The Magic ranked 26th in the league with a minus 13.5 net rating in the first quarter. Their 114.1 defensive rating is 24th in the league. This is all just first quarter stats. This is something that was happening even when Markel Fultz was around. The Magic are a bad first quarter team. And that speaks to preparation. That speaks to intensity. That speaks to a lot of things that are at the root of so many of the Magic's problems. If the Magic want to be better, it's all about the attention to detail. It's all about doing the little things so much better that add up to wins in the long term. And it's the things that the Magic are not doing well. The Magic have to be better early in games. They cannot keep climbing out of these deficits. They've been able to do it for much of the season. Wednesday, they finally got burned. And they've been burned deeply on this before. Think how the Philadelphia game was a blowout from the start. How the Houston game was a blowout from the start. How the Boston game was a blowout from the start. The Magic aren't coming into these games with the right mindset or intensity or whatever to win. And that has to change. That's where everything starts. 
You build the base from the ground up, from how you start a game to how you finish it. And right now, the Magic are not doing either. I want to thank you all again for listening to today's episode of Locked on Magic. Of course, find us on Twitter at Locked on Magic. Subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn, Himley, Google Play, Spotify, and all the places on the podcast your podcast-enabled listening device. You can find me on Twitter at R underscore MD. And of course, for the latest on the Orlando Magic, be sure to check out orlandomagicdaily.com. Of course, follow us there on Twitter at omagicdaily. We'll be back again tomorrow with another episode of Locked on Magic. But until then, for Orlando Magic Daily and Locked on Magic, this has been Philip Ross. We'll see you all again next time for another episode of Locked on Magic. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked on Podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.